Weekly Business Podcast Beruhi. Today I'm joined by Brendan Kumar Sami, who is the founder of Master Talk, a YouTube channel, which focuses on providing information on public speaking. So hi Brendan, would you be able to share a quick introduction about who you are and what you do? Of course, Rium. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to. So like you said, I'm the founder of Master Talk. I make YouTube videos on public speaking communication. And how I got started was when I used when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competitions. So think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were, you know, playing sports or doing other things, some things I weren't really interested in. What I did instead is I applied that same effort, but I did it with presentations. So for three years, I presented hundreds of times and coached dozens of students on communication. So by the time I graduated from university, not only did I get an awesome corporate job, but I also had a purpose that I wanted to drive, which was how do we create a world where everyone has access to free communication tools so that they can share their ideas with the world? And that's when the idea for Master Talk came to be. Wow, that's an amazing and inspirational story of kind of how everything came full circle with your passion for public speaking and also now your YouTube channel. Wow, that's amazing. Of course, thanks. So my first question was, so what is public speaking and could you kind of explain a bit about its importance? Yeah, for sure. My definition is very different than most in the sense that for me, public speaking communication is, is everything. It's not just the presentations that you give at school. It's not just the conversations you have at work. It's every interaction that you have in your life, whether it's the tough conversations you have with your loved ones, whether it's the dinner conversations you have with your best friends or the pizza that you're ordering and paying the pizza delivery guy. Every interaction you have is public speaking. If we all start to realize that the quality of our lives will improve as the quality of our communication skills increase, that's when we'll really find success in what we do and what we love. So the way that I think about it is public speaking is a way to help us make us more clear about our ideas and share them in a way that creates a meaningful life for the people around us and for ourselves. Wow, that's a fantastic framework you've shared today about kind of public speaking as encompassing everything, every action, anybody who we are talking to rather than the generic thing, generic kind of definition and mindset towards public speaking. Of course, my pleasure. Thanks a lot for saying that, Rohi. So my next kind of thing is, so now that we've got, you've kind of established what is public speaking and its importance, could you share a bit about some tips on how to improve public speaking? Of course, I'm happy to share that. So there's one topic, one strategy I would share that if you apply this one thing in today's conversation, will really change your life. And the method is called the puzzle method. So public speaking, Ruhi, is like a jigsaw puzzle. You know those toys you kind of used to do as a kid and Selmo still do today, where you have like this box filled with a bunch of puzzle pieces and you put them together into a puzzle. So if you're, if you're familiar with the game, and feel free to let me know if you're not, which pieces would you start with first if you were doing a puzzle yourself? No idea. To be honest, I don't have much experience solving puzzles. All good, all good. I'll, I'll help you out then. So, so jigsaw puzzles, when, when you think about them, the easiest way to start a puzzle is always with the edges. So think of like a frame on a painting or just edges in general. It's a lot easier for you to find the corner pieces of a puzzle because there's always an edge to those pieces. 
So what happens in puzzles is we start with the edges and then we work our way into the middle. Because sometimes the middles are harder to find, the pieces are kind of around the place. And essentially the analogy I use is public speaking is a lot like a puzzle in the sense that we need to start with the edges first, whereas most of the time when we give a presentation, we start with the middle. So what happens is we're preparing for the school presentation, this business presentation. So we start shoving a bunch of content in our presentations. We get to it. We ramble, ramble, ramble. We get to the last slide and it sounds something like this. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks. That's probably 95% of the presentations I've heard. But there's an easy way to fix this. Use puzzles. Start with the edges first. Practice your introduction 50 times. Not three times, not five times. Do it 50 times. That's what will make you incredible. Same thing with your conclusion. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? Last time I checked, terrible movie, 50 times. If you do both your introduction and your conclusion 50 times, you'll start to develop a powerful way of speaking, a powerful way of engaging. And you'll also look at yourself and say, wow, I'm really good at this introduction thing. Now let me tackle the middle with confidence. That's the key to solving the public speaking puzzle. Wow, that's a fantastic analogy you've shared today, kind of on the puzzle approach. I never really thought of it that way, as in like you have to put so much emphasis on your intro and conclusion first before you get into the meat of the presentation that's a fantastic analogy that you've shared so my next question was so how to present effectively online right so so the thing we need to keep in mind really is the big difference between presenting online and in person is that in the online world it's very difficult to gauge your audience's reaction to what you're saying so let's say i'm giving a workshop in front of you, in front of your friends, your family, and I say a joke, two things will happen. The first one is you'll either laugh at the joke and go, wow, Brett is such a funny guy. Or second, which is more likely, you'll look at me and go, wow, this dude is not funny. Why is he saying jokes? But either way, I can tell how you're reacting and I can adapt accordingly. I don't have that privilege in presentations online. Because if you're on a Zoom call with somebody, if you're on an, in an online meeting and everyone's cameras are turned off, you can't really see how anybody's reacting to what you're saying, which means that the same joke that you said, you now have to assume it's funny. And that's where the challenge comes. That's where the difficulty in how we present comes. So that's where the challenge is. So now how do we fix this? Couple of things. One, Look at the camera lens at all times. So one way you can do this is you can take a picture of somebody that you love or like a pizza or your favorite food, put it next to the lens and always look at the camera lens when you're speaking. The second one is get on a phone call with somebody who's going to be in the audience. Try and understand who they are so it's a lot easier for you to draw your energy. And the third one is always assume that your audience is great. You know, when I started doing podcast interviews myself, Rui, it was really weird. You know, you're essentially entering a conversation with a stranger you don't know who has done an unhealthy amount of research on you. And you have to answer these questions with the assumption that you know that person. It's a, it's a very challenging medium. But of course, as, as you do more podcasts or presentations or videos, you start to realize that even if you don't know the other person, they're, they're probably really nice people. and They are after you talk to them after the show's over. So I've always had this belief 
that my audience is already great people. And it's not a belief you'll develop overnight, but it's a belief that'll eventually become true over time. Wow, that's fantastic. I loved your point on kind of putting something like your favorite food or whatever that it may be your favorite thing on the camera lens so that you make sure that you stare at the camera lens instead of getting all distracted and all that. That's fantastic. Thanks very much for sharing that strategy. So my next question was, so how do you control your nerves and fear of public speaking? Yeah, of course. So, so the way that I've always seen fear in public speaking Ruhi, is it's a choice that we have to make. So what do I mean by this? If the message that we have to share with the world is more important than the fear, the message will always win. So a good analogy I like to use is boxing. So on one side of the ring, you have your fear. And the other side of the ring, you have your message. Your fear will always be in the ring. But as long as your message gets the knockout punch, you'll always win and you'll always be successful. Same thing I could say about Brene Brown. Brene Brown's always an example I like to use. And she's a really good speaker. She's probably one of the best in the world. She's an expert in vulnerability. Her TED Talk has millions of views. Yet she's very vocal about the fact that she doesn't like public speaking. So why does she do it anyways? The reason why she does it is because Brene Brown had to make a choice. And that choice was as follows. Do I leave all of my knowledge, all of my information in books, like most people? Or do I realize that a single mother with seven kids won't have time to read my books, won't have time to read my research papers? So I need to make the choice today to do a 50-minute presentation on TED. So that hopefully she sees that video and it changes her life. So in that way, Brene Brown did not overcome her fear of public speaking because she wanted to, but rather because she needed to. Her audience that she couldn't reach needed to see her on video so that they can access her information in a different way. So in the same way she made her choice and I made mine, right? I started Master Talk when I was 22 years old. Who the hell am I to share public speaking information with the world and coach executives? Same thing with everyone else who's listening. What choice will you make? And I hope all of you have amazing ideas to share because you all do. And once you realize how important those ideas are, you won't be scared to share them anymore or you'll be a lot less. Wow, that's some lovely insight you shared and it's very inspirational. Thanks very much. Of course. So now my question is, so what is the future of Master Talks? Yeah, I think, I think what I realized with Master Talk when I started, Rohi, is I didn't really think it was going to amount to much. You know, I was, I was a dude in my mother's basement who was just making videos on my phone with no budget, no money, no nothing. And, you know, Master Talk since then has turned into a much bigger entity. And I, and I think moving forward for me, what I've realized is I'm here to really complete the work that Dale Carnegie started. You know, Dale was the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People, and he's done an incredible job teaching communication and helping people with their skills. But what he wasn't able to do, unfortunately, is he wasn't able to teach it in video or on podcast because he just wasn't born in that time period where that technology was available. And I get a chance to do that in a way that Dale couldn't. So, so my goal is, is to be the next Dale Carnegie and, and share all of this information for free with the world to learn and share. Wow, that's a fantastic message and a fantastic purpose. And I'm wishing you all the very best in your endeavor to provide public speaking skills freely. Thank you so much, Rui.
So my last question to kind of wrap this all up is, so what is your best advice for people who want to break into the public speaking space or? Yeah, for sure. I would say for me, the best piece of advice I've ever, I've ever given in my life, it's more of a life advice rather than a public speaking one. The advice is simple. Be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you want to make a difference in the world, you want to make a change, the only way to do that, in my opinion, is to practice the art of insanity. Don't you find it odd that I started a YouTube channel in my mother's basement on communication, on public speaking, not on vlogs or pranks like most regular people do, but on communication tips. And then I went on to coach executives on communication. At the same time, I live in my mother's basement still to this day. I'm talking to on a mattress I sleep on. I don't own a car. I karaoke in eight different languages. I dance alone in my basement hour a day and I love Justin Bieber. How do any of these decisions make any sense at all? And that, my friends, is the point. When every decision you make in your life makes sense to the only person that matters, which is you, you'll probably be very successful in life. So be insane or be the same. Wow, that was so fantastic and powerful. Thanks very much for sharing. Of course, with this quick book recommendation for those who want to get better with their public speaking besides my YouTube channel, there's a book called Thirst by Scott Harrison. I think it should be a mandatory read for anyone who wants to be a world-class speaker. I think Scott Harrison is super smart and thoughtful about the way he's built his brand, his charity, but also the way he uses public speaking to tell stories and to get people to, to raise money for his charity. So I highly recommend the book. It's a great book recommended by a lot of famous people. So I highly recommend Yeah, thanks a lot for your recommendation. I feel about the way he's built his brand and he's primarily built it on public speaking. That's why I think he's the best case study, especially for those out there who are my favorites, the people who want to make a difference in the world. Scott's the golden standard of that. So I highly recommend you check his work out. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. And it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. So I was wondering if you could just share any of your, uh, like how, what's the next step for the audience today? Yeah, for sure. I'd say next step is definitely pick up the book, Thirst by Scott Harrison. I think it's a great read for you to get started in your public speaking journey. And if you want to check out my YouTube videos and learn from me for free, all you have to do is go on YouTube and type master talk in one word and you'll find all my videos right there.